0: Welcome everyone, this is coaching in this session and my name is Michael Reardon and today I'll be your mindset coach and today we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence and how it doesn't work. Recently I had a guest on the podcast and one of the things that she said was, we need to teach emotional intelligence to adults. I almost lost it. You can see in the interview if you haven't already, go back, but I am going to be playing a clip just momentarily. But before I do that, I do want to talk about emotional intelligence and where it's good and where it's bad. And I did write a blog out for people to understand, to read it through. I think it's like four pages long. Emotional intelligence is good for younger people, pre-K and kindergarten. They're learning the world for the first time. They need to understand their emotions. For example, why do I feel this way? We need to teach them that. Otherwise, they won't know. So once they learn it, then they're going to be ready for the real world, or so we thought. But then there's another aspect to emotional intelligence, everyone's emotions, right? There's big LGBT stuff going on into the school system where teachers will put a pride flag in place of the American flag. And I mean, again, your classroom, but at the same time, what are we teaching our children? We're teaching opinions at this point. They live in America. Why can't they see the American flag? If we live in Texas, we have Texas flags. There's nothing wrong with that. Heck, I know there is a big issue with the Confederate flag or statues that represent slavery or the Confederacy. I do not care about that. It doesn't affect me. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live. No one's going to stop me. Emotional intelligence is just a fantasy world that many people want to live in. Oh, let's be nice to each other. Oh, let's all understand each other's feelings. Let's demasculate men and make more women more masculine so they can be more uplifting and independent and not need a man. Hmm. Tell me how that's going to work out when war goes out, civil war goes out. Men are going to be fighting. Maybe some women are going to go fight, but the drafts for men, not for women. So depending on your mindset, Should we all just be equal and all be in touch with our emotions and be able to talk about them freely? Because we do have a stigma in the male culture and the male community. Men don't talk about their emotions. Men shouldn't talk about their emotions. And there are certain aspects that I agree, and I'm going to be breaking that down today. Let's get into the blog really quickly. And then after, we're going to get into the video clip. All right, so if you're new to the channel, head over to RevanConcepts.com, go to resources, down the blog, and then you'll see Emotional Intelligence is the blog for today. Now, it came out yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday, we have a blog that comes out every Sunday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, that you can read at your leisure, and you can gain some knowledge, and you can understand a deeper mindset into the human mind. Now, I talked about this earlier in the episode Emotional intelligence is good when you're younger. Be it, you're not teaching opinions to the child. It's not an opinion that I think you're angry, or that's anger, or this is happiness when someone smiles. Not saying that someone can't smile be sad. A generalization so they can understand. If I'm smiling, if I feel good, if I feel these butterflies, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me, right? So we are just trying to figure out what our emotions are in the beginning. We don't know how to express them. But we have gone so far. We have gone too far. Oh, we have to feel this way because this happened and we were this type of culture. I mean, Jesus, I do not care if white people owned slaves before. Okay? Are we still living in that time? No, we're not. So why are we so fixated on the past? Why are we so fixated on our past traumas that we can't heal from them? It's because we are weak. People are weak. They have a weak mindset and that's why they need emotional intelligence. That's why they feel like, oh, we need to be emotionally intelligent and understand people's emotions and feelings. And I'm getting fired up here because people are weak today and they need a wake-up call. And the wake-up call is not violence or anything. I don't promote violence but they need a shift in their mindset. For example, I have a son. Do you think I'm raising him to be weak? Not a trick question. Anyone who knows me knows he's not. All my wife's friends who sees me around him, they're like, oh, you're raising him to be a man. Why in the world does that even have to be a conversation? You're raising him how to be a man. He's a male. I'm a man. I'm the father. I have to raise him. So why would I not teach him how to be a man? It's a shocker for people. Oh, you're raising him how to be strong. What? Why is it so common that we're raising weak men? Oh, oh, because we have to apply emotional intelligence into the mix, right? That's it. That's going to be the fix. That's going to fix everything. Cause if we look at the incarceration rate for men doing violent crimes is higher than women. But again, we look at emotional intelligence in women. Women will go out and they will get self help. Quicker than men. They'll talk to their friends about emotions or things that are happening in life more readily than men. It's because women have that type of mindset to be emotionally intelligent because they have to be caregivers to the children. Talk about it in here too. There's an aspect in this blog also. I talk about raising a child and how to do it. Most people think they know how to raise a kid or they just kind of go through the process of raising a kid. Eventually, it's going to be a book, but today is a blog. I'm going to give you the secrets to how to raise a child without just emotional intelligence, how to raise a proper child in today's world. And it's going to be dependent on some factors, but generalization, here it is. In order to raise a proper child, you are going to, again, in pre-K and kindergarten, teach them about emotional intelligence, how to understand their emotions, their emotions. You're not going to instill other emotions onto them. For example, you're a boy. Oh, you want to be a girl? That's fine. That's a feeling. No. If they're a boy, they're a boy. If they're a girl, they're a girl. We're not instilling different types of genders on them. We're not going to give them adult problems. They're kids. What emotions do they have? Are they happy? They're sad? They're angry. And then we can start to evolve from there. From zero to seven, the primary caregiver should be the mother. not saying that the father can't help. Not saying that the father can't raise their children, take them out to sporting events, games, swimming, grocery store, taking care of them, changing some diapers. I'm not saying that. The primary caregiver, meaning the attachment should be greater with the child and the mom. Not saying that child is not going to love daddy when he comes home from work. Kids will run over daddy, daddy's home. Let it happen. But if something goes wrong, they scrape their knee. They get hurt. I want mommy but if they're scared, they want daddy. Why? Protector and provider. We have our roles. So then from seven to around preteen, the father takes over, teaching them the way of the world, how to be tough. Sometimes it can happen a little bit earlier, around five and six, it can even happen. But I've seen that around seven to around preteens, the father should take over, teach them how to be in the real world. Not saying that the father shouldn't have been doing it during the process of growing up, two, three, four, five. He should have been doing that there, but there's a difference in it, and we're going to be breaking that down in just a moment, too. Then after the teen years, is co-parenting, so both parents work together. And then after, real world, go get a mentor, go get a coach. That's the way it is. I encourage everyone who believes emotional intelligence is the key or the factor or the de facto method to cure all the problems in the world to read this blog because you're going to be in a world of an awakening because you're going to realize how incorrect you are about emotional intelligence. It is not the answer. So if you're looking for the answer, read this blog. So yeah, I get fired up, right? I get fired up when people tell me incorrect stuff. Yes, I'm sure you have your own experience in your gender or your fantasy world. Cool. I live in the real world. I'm about getting real results. I look at what is going to be the cause and the effect of what we do. I have seen what happens in the school. I have seen kids go from kindergarten all the way up and how they turn out and why they turned out that way. I'm not saying I know all the answers, but I'm saying I've seen enough to at least know what direction we should be going in right now. So I'm going to do a reaction video now on a recent video that already aired last Friday about the emotional intelligent aspect of it. I don't think I lost it in the video because I'm typically pretty cool and calm and collective. So it's just like, cool. But then I was like, after I was like fired up, I was like, ooh, I'm talking about this because this is an issue. This is a problem for especially coaches who think that emotional intelligence is what needs to be preached, right? And we have mindset OD coming up. We're going to be talking about that in just a minute too. But let's get into that reaction video of what that clip was where we were talking about, oh, emotional intelligence needs to be taught. No, it doesn't.
1: I've long said that if we could just teach emotion management or emotional intelligence in schools, and you know, just do something for the adults to catch them up, but if we could, if we could start doing that in schools, and also have like a life skills class, and I think some places are doing it, but I think there, it's some colleges or maybe um, community colleges that are doing it. That needs to be more prevalent.
0: All right. So in that clip, as you can see, right, trying to force emotional intelligence as the remedy for some of the ailments we are having as adults. Emotional intelligence is not it. We all have stress. We all have problems. We all have things we're working through. Now, you can go talk to a therapist if you're having some traumas and you need to release some emotional tension. If you're ready for results, you get a coach. Not saying that a coach can't hold the space for you too, but you need to make sure that you're in the right mindset to go out and get what you want and to know that you're not going to allow certain things in your life that you don't want or that are not conducive to you. Now, there's another thing in the video I'm going to play right now. The aspect of not knowing someone, but then not being able to put yourself in their shoes—too crazy. Here's that clip. Right,
1: there's a difference with that. So that relationship, by nature,
0: mm-hmm.
1: has that dynamic in there. Your your best friend doesn't necessarily have doesn't necessarily
0: mm-hmm.
1: have that mentor coaching aspect built into that relationship, right? It is assumed that I'm going to go to my coach or my mentor or my trainer and say, here's the problem. And they're going to be like, all right, let me help you solve it or whatever. Your, really, the, your different personal relationships may not have established that. And so yeah. it could come out of nowhere, right? It's it's unexpected. There's also a difference between somebody bringing it up to you and you just bringing it up with them. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is, I've gotten a lot better. I even dare I even say pretty good at asking somebody when they just start going, do you want a solution right now? Or are you venting? Like I have thoughts. Do you want them or do you just want to talk? I'm here either way. What do you want? Because I'm a coach. like I'll go. Like, I mean, I'll do it. But as a coach, I've learned and I've learned to apply that to my personal relationships and things have been so much better because of that. Because Sometimes people just want to be heard. But then, to your point, other times people need help finding those solutions. So, again, it's just, okay, I might want this in this situation, but is that what they need? Is that what they want? There is a place for friends to check in and put a little thing out there for that person. But I think you really need to be mindful of the difference between how you would want someone to approach you and how that person wants to be approached, especially if it's um, something other than. You know your day to day. Like, hey, I think I think you're not like you don't seem like yourself. Like you don't seem as energetic. If it comes off combative, even though you think it doesn't, it it could seriously push back any progress that that person might be making that you cannot see. Um, And so I just it's really important for people to understand that sometimes even the check in can come off as unsolicited advice, and it's going to cause a shutdown. So really just showing up, being there, asking the questions like, hey, how are you doing? How are things? Tell me a little bit more about that. How am I be able to help? Well, you know what? I'm here to help. Let me know. And you just being that constant presence is a way to indirectly kind of raise it. And sometimes the indirect is actually the better approach. It's the more effective approach. Well, let's put um
0: Yeah. Well, let's make it personal for a second then. For example, I'm married. If my wife is doing something that is to say she's drinking a lot more, going out gambling, not taking care of the kids, things like that. Should I bring it up to her or should I just allow her to keep doing it and then ask her, Do you want to talk about it or not talk about it?
1: I don't know, I don't know her,
0: but do you know your husband? Right. So, you, if you like, if you're married, for example, if you're married and you have that relationship and he's going out, and he's drinking and gambling and he's coming home stressed and maybe smelling like perfume, do you bring it up to him? Oh, absolutely. Okay, but so
1: in that in that relationship, it's you know a, a marital relationship. Everybody's marriage is different, but mm-hmm. in, in mine, right, those kind of conversations are integral, like are vital to the health and longevity of that relationship. What I was saying was that if my best friend just randomly came up to me and was like, "Rachel, you're performing like shit." lately like what is up with you i realize that life is hard but like you need to do better i would not be friends with that person anymore. <laughs> that's what i was responding to right like that that conversation can be had another way that is more helpful and even if i had a mentor and they came up and they were like your work is pretty shitty sorry your you know your dog just died but step it up you can do better i would probably not work with that person anymore
0: and the aspect though of what I was saying is a best friend, right? Someone who has made it to that level, right? You have acquaintances, you have friends, and then you have the best friend, right? That best friend should be someone who's held to a higher regard than just your typical friend. So you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, all right? Yeah, you might not know someone, but in your situation, what would you do? And then to even say that people hold people at a different regard, you don't make it the best friend status, just being friends, right? I remember when I was talking to my wife after the recording, I said, can you believe she said, I don't know your wife. And I was just set back. I'm like, oh man, like this is going to be crazy. But then I shifted to her and then it was kind of like, oh, well, if it's my relationship, it's different, right? We, (laughs) Your relationship is different, right? Oh, if it's my marriage and yeah, like I, I have to talk about it. But if it's my marriage, oh, I don't know your situation. You can't give generalized help, but you're a coach. You're a coach and you can't give generalized help. So if someone says, well, if my wife is doing this, you can't say anything. Well, I don't know your wife. Is that what you could say to your client? Okay. You wouldn't want to be friends with someone who tells you the truth that you need to fix something. I told my wife the same thing. And she was like, what? You wouldn't want your person, your partner to tell you the truth and be honest with you. (laughs) That's crazy. Living a crazy world to think that a partner should hold their tongue. That our best friend can't even tell us the truth. And that, oh, we don't want people around us that are going to make us feel a certain way. Oh, you need to ask permission if you want to give me advice about my life. My feelings, weak and fragile people. You want someone to hold you accountable, right? And if you don't want your best friend to hold you accountable, they're just a friend. So I know a lot of people say, oh, I want to find my best friend and my partner, right? That's the conversation sometimes. I want to find my best friend and my partner. Would you not want your partner or your best friend and your partner to tell you when you're not showing up in your day, to tell you that you can be more, to tell you, to push you, to help you realize where you're slacking? If I'm slacking, you let me know. I'm going to show up. I don't want someone who's just going to say, well, you know, like everything's going good or not going that great, but you know, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want anything to happen. you could going be unhappy the rest of your life. That is insane. Why in the world would you live a life and not tell people that you want some changes made or that you would like to see something different? There is nothing wrong with being communicators in a relationship. You're not going to go to a restaurant, sit down, and they give you a fish meal and you don't eat fish or you don't like fish. You're going to go sit down. You're going to order the food that you want, and then you're going to get the food that you want. But they didn't cook it right. They sent me the wrong dish. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. In life, we get to demand for things and it's not entitlement. It's that we know we can get certain things. We can get success. We can get happiness. We can get fulfillment. We can get anything that we put our mind to. It's not, Oh, we're going to keep on clapping and wait for our turn. BS. Go out and get it. And for the people who are sitting there clapping like seals, waiting for their turn, they're going to be waiting for the rest of their life until it's their time to step into the grave. And I get fired up here because we have so much potential and we don't tap into it. We have so many conversations that reinforce a bad way of thinking, a bad mindset, a bad direction. It gives us bad direction. We need to start getting into the right direction and we need to start having conversations that are not going to put a band-aid over a deep wound. We're not trying to cover up our problems, and just saying, oh, things are going to get better, or this is going to be the fix. It is not the fix. If you get shot, you go to the hospital, and you get surgery. You get plugged up. You're not going to put a band-aid on it. That doesn't make sense. Emotional intelligence is just a band-aid. It's just a way, oh, this is what we need. No, this is not what we need. It's what kids need in order to understand their emotions, but they don't need it mixed with woke culture. And let me make one thing straight. Emotional intelligence is not the same as emotional regulation. That means if you're a man, for example, you are going to want to control your emotions. Woman, if you want to control your emotions, cool. If not, whatever, right? But for a man, a man who has the ability to cause some serious harm should know how to regulate his emotions because that type of destruction It's only going to lead to regret for that man. We can take action when we have to protect, when we have to provide, when we have to show up. But if we take action for a reason being because of emotion, because we couldn't control our emotion, that's not emotional intelligence. That's emotional regulation. That man was not able to regulate his emotion. Telling a man to be emotionally intelligent is for him to understand his emotions and then to be able to talk about them, to talk through them. Not saying that talking through your emotion doesn't help, but for the majority of people, especially men who go to therapists, they believe it's a waste of time. They want action. Men don't want to just sit around and do nothing and talk about their feelings. They want to show up. Give me a mission. Give me some directive. That's why young boys need to be active. So they can release all of their energy so it's not pent up. Think of a dog, for example. But not saying that men are dogs. It's just that if you have a dog and you don't run them like a German shepherd, they're going to become destructive. They're going to tear your whole house apart if you don't run them, if you don't exercise them, if they don't get that release. So we need to get our release somehow. Most men who are strong, masculine go-getters, they get the release every single day. They put in a hard stay work. Whatever they do, they're going home, they're coming home, and they're laying their head on their pillow, and they are exhausted. That's how you know you had a good day. You don't need to regulate your emotions because you have expended your energy. If you have this excess energy to act on your emotions, you're not doing enough in your day. So regardless of that, all of this is in lieu of Mindset OD. Mindset OD is going to be a new show premiering very soon. And you're going to, of course, understand what mindset OD is. Mindset OD is basically mindset overdose, and it's going to be helping people understand current mindsets. How are we going to do that? Similar to how I just did with my past guests, we did have a good conversation. Even though the mindset wasn't what I would promote, we have to be aware of individuals that have mindsets like this. So Mindset OD is going to be talking to individuals live with mindsets that maybe are in woke culture, maybe are not congruent to success, maybe have some discrepancies in what they say and what they do. What mindset is, is the totality of who we are and who we will become. Mindset can shift and will shift, and we need to be able to shift with it. But if we shift with it, is that shift going to bring everything over that we were working for, in the right direction. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm going to shift this, and then everything else goes along. Emotional intelligence, people think, oh, I'm going to shift. Emotional intelligence, put this here, and everything shifts in a proper manner. Because right now, if we look at culture, we look at men and women, the difference. Men are more feminine than ever. Kids are more gay than ever. Women are more masculine than ever. We are living in a weird time. Mindset OD is going to be showing you just how weird of a world we're living in. Also, not only breaking down and dissecting apart different types of mindsets and conversations, but also giving you answers and solutions for your problems. That is the magic of Mindset OD. I want you, I want you live in session with me. I want to talk to you. I want to hear what you have to say about the topics that I'm going to be talking about. We need to hear your mindset. And this is not an interview. It's not going to be conducted like coaching a in session interview. Where I'm cordial. If you start going crazy, Papa might lose his cool too. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to berate people, but at the same time, the hard truth is the hard truth. Coaching in session is a politically correct podcast. Mindset OD is the hard truth. Do not join Mindset OD if you don't want to hear the truth. That's just the way it's going to be. I want to hear your truth and I'm going to tell you the answer. Now, the answer might not be Your answer, or it might not be your truth. But guess what happens? If we tell ourselves a lie long enough, it becomes our truth. And so many people are living in a lie. And that is why emotional intelligence is not the answer, because it's a lie that people have believed. Just like woke culture, eventually it's going to come to an end. All the people who were a part of it are going to realize that they were deceived. So do not live in deception. Do not listen to these false ideations of. This grandiose place where people can be equal and everyone can be happy. Equality is already there. You just want to make it a deal when the deal is already there. No one cares who you are as a person. You go out in the world. No one cares about you. You think people care about you and you feel entitled that people should care about you. I go out to a restaurant or I go out to a grocery store or I go out to a clothing store the workers are saying, hey, sir, how are you doing? That's their job. But the person who is over in the next aisle, they're worried about their own business. They're not worried about my business. Now, if you're a public figure, yeah, they might want to get a picture. They might, you know, like might want to get an autograph or something. Cool. But after that, they're on their own. They part ways. You part ways. You're not going to go home together just because you met in the grocery store or at the store. Go your path. What path do you want to be on? What path is going to lead you to the destination that you want to be in? Maybe it is emotional intelligence. I don't know how many people want to go down dead-end streets and find out that they went the wrong way, but if they want to do, this is the answer. So figure it out for yourself. My advice is to make sure that you're on a path that's going to be conducive to your success because then your success can lead to other people's successes. It's the same aspect as filling up your cup first. Make sure that you're in a place or that you're in a position to thrive, to survive, and then you can worry about the rest of the world. It's not me first and them later. It's that you can help so much more people when your focus is on the truth, and the truth is you. What can you accomplish? My name is Michael Riordan. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me, session at gmail.com, and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching and Session. Until then, everyone, take care.